we can talk for a few minutes. Okay. How do I pronounce your last name, by the way? It's Todd St. Louis or Todd St. Louis? Todd St. Louis. It's like the city, but pronounced different. St. Louis. See it as a normal conversation. Like you said, you did a few podcasts before, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous every fucking time I do one, but. Because <laughs> I, I usually don't like to listen to myself afterwards. Yeah, I'm the same way, to be honest with you, because I, uh, I stutter a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I could do that. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Anyways, uh, are you ready to rock, though, if I start with yeah, you? Yeah, let's, let's do this. All right, perfect. Man. What up, what up, ladies and gentlemen, today we got an absolute beauty on the phone. With 247 games of professional hockey to his name, this animal had 897 penalty minutes. All minors, I'm sure. You can do the math, 897 divided by 247, 3.63 minutes a game. He started his career in the OHL and played with the Belleville Bulls, the London Knights, as well as the Windsor Spitfires. He later went on to play pro in the WPHL and the CHL for four different organizations. Welcome to the Bucket Drop Podcast, Todd St. Louis. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> now, Todd, uh, you're a listener to Hockey DB at six foot one and 200 pounds. Hockey is notorious for adding a few inches and pounds. Now, is that pretty accurate for your playing days? No, my playing days, that was dead on accurate. Right on. There might have been some times I was about 220, but <laughs> got after training camp, you know, lost a few pounds, got back to, down to my playing weight. Is that on skates or without skates, six foot one? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was with, without skates. Right on. And, uh, like, was that considered big back then? No, I actually, not really. For the style, you know, game I played, I wasn't a big guy for the yeah. style game I played. And, you know, the, the style I played, they wanted those 6'5", six, 6'4", six, guys, you know, 220, 230 guys. No, for sure, but, because, like, the, the NHL moving towards, like, uh, you know, all speed and everything. But I, I know back yeah. then it was the, the, the big defenseman and, and everything else, right? Right. You know, I, I was a utility player. I, I played, you know, forward. I played defense. And... I played when the coach told me to get out there and kick someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, right off the top, for the fans of Bucket Drop, uh, I know you were a defense, but uh, what kind of player were you in the minor days? And uh, and I'll ask you the same for your pro days. Yeah, when, when I uh, – well, I, I was drafted in the OHL as a defenseman, and uh, Larry Mavity, like, slowly transitioned me to forward. I, you know, I was, like, a fourth-line guy just okay. picking, you know – just sitting on the bench waiting for my time to be called. And, you know, I didn't play a whole lot back in those days. But uh, when he tapped me on the shoulder, I was ready to go. That's awesome. So so basically when you were playing the OHL, then you, you converted into a forward? Yes. Okay. But the good thing is, you know, I, I could play defense. When they were needing me on defense, I'd play defense. And, and, and you know, it went when I started playing pro, you know, I could play both. And I was always known as that utility player that could play both. That's pretty cool. Uh, now, the three teams I mentioned in the OHL seem like uh, the hockey hotspots that, that you'd want to play for if you're playing the OHL. So where was your favorite place to play? Well, obviously, you know, it, it's always special playing in your hometown. Uh, you know, I got, I got traded my last year there in junior and got to end the season with the Windsor Spitfires. And that was, that was a big, you know, deal for me and being, you know, able to play in front of my family and friends. No, for sure. And, and Mind you, I, I enjoyed every place I played in, in Belleville. That was a great, great city to play in. Sad they don't have an OHL team anymore, but I was going to say that, the same that thing was a, for sure. 
yeah, it, I loved it there. You know, that being my first OHL team, I just have great memories there. We had good teams and, uh, you know, great people there. I love it. Still, still talk to people from there and just one of those deals. You always remember your first junior team. Yeah, no, and uh, like you said, great fans. That, that, that'll help a lot. Now, uh, staying, yeah. focused, uh, staying focused on your uh, junior hockey days, who was the best player that you played with and against? Oof. Best player, like, probably back in the OHL, probably I, 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 Jeff O'Neill was probably one of the better players I've played against. He was just, like, an all-around goal scorer and, you know, team leader. But you got guys like, you know, you play against Todd Bertuzzi, and then I grew up with a guy, you know, Ed Jovanowski, you might have heard of him. Oh, yeah. And, and playing, <laughs> playing junior against him is like, you know, he was just a beast. No kidding. And, you know, you got guys like that. But m- maybe the most skilled player I've played with is probably Richard Park. Uh, yeah. He, play, he played for the Islanders, right? Yes. In yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. I think he was drafted to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I played yeah. with him in Belleville. Oh, right on. Nice. Just unbelievably skilled. You know, stuff he did in practice. You're like, how is that guy doing that? Just it was unbelievable. That's awesome. And uh, now this is obviously a... A bit of a hockey fighting podcast, but approximately uh, how many times would you say that you shed the net? Like per year? <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. You know, I I I, I can honestly say uh, you know twenty plus times a year. There, I know when I was playing in Arkansas, um, I had thirty three fights one year, and I, I can't remember the following year. And that that's not including you know preseason and uh, playoffs. Was that the CHL? That that was the WPHL, but yeah, that that was that was a tough league and. There was multiple guys on every team that are willing to drop it every night. So you go into a barn, you're expecting a fight. You know, yeah. and it's sad. There's there's not a lot of like footage, you know, of the WPHL. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just not out there. It's I've talked to other guys, and it has to be sitting somewhere in someone's garage on VHS tape. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's it's not like the new age of social media where everything shows up. Yeah, 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 and it's awesome, you know. Like, me and my kids were sitting down today, you know, getting on YouTube on TV and watching John Morasti fights. I was like, my kids want to know about him. I was like, here, let's watch some fights. I was like, you know, don't get much tougher than this kid right here. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I don't know how he was, I don't know how he was able to take punches like that. Exactly. I was telling my kids, I was like, watch him. He's going to smile at these guys. He's going to take these punches and laugh at them. Yeah, and he's ready. He's gonna unload. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and like, uh, just salt of the earth, super nice guy. Um, yeah, you know, with, with uh, I don't know, you on that uh, best enforcers fight page? No, but I'm gonna join it though. You need to, you need to, and you know, and you know, in the last you know several months because of it is like you see a lot more fight videos on on Facebook and stuff like that, and it's okay. just like a lot of ex players are on there. And it's just a fun little, you know, group to join and, uh, you know, enjoy the old style of game. Sounds good. Yeah, because uh, I interviewed someone a couple of days ago and I was just telling them, like, I was at the Habs game versus the Bruins and we were just getting fucking shit kicked, like, 8 to right. 1. And, uh, you know, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of dirty hits from the Bruins, but, I mean, like, you know, just do something to get the building back into it. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like, half the building emptied out and none of the guys were even doing anything. But, I yeah. mean, I guess... I guess that's just the way it is now. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, 20, makes, 20 years ago, after if it was 4-1, to one, there'd be fights. No, exactly. You know, like, like, trying I'm to spark a, your team and get onto it. For sure. Like, I'm not a caveman or anything, but it's just, uh, there's not the same rivalries anymore. Like, even if, even while I was at that game, like, uh, you know, there's not, like, I, I don't detest the Bruins anymore. It's just, right. like, it's just the Habs playing the Bruins. It's like the same thing if the Habs are playing Columbus. There's no difference uh, yeah. game, game in, game out. That, that's my opinion. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, you know, uh, 
a Bruins-Habs game was a big deal. Hockey night in Canada. Everybody's oh, yeah, watching. Sure. Parents are watching. Beers are being drank. Yeah, it was just something and, that you you did growing up watching. Yeah, and you argue, you're argue, you're arguing with your buddies on on the left and yeah. right, but it's now it's all skill. So, I, but I mean, maybe that's a good thing, but yeah. uh, whatever. It, it, um, it's still, trust me, I, I enjoy watching. You know, I go to Dallas Star games, and yeah. the skill is unbelievable with these kids, and there's still toughness there. Just the fighting's not there anymore. You know, but you need, it's you sad. Need, you need you need to know how to play hockey. That's for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. The 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 days of like. Your fourth line player, you know, just getting out there fighting, maybe getting two, three shifts a game is not there anymore. Oh, for sure. And uh, just like talking about yourself, like, were you an emotional fighter, like, as in after a big hit, or could you just like get in the mindset no matter what happened? Well, I always, you know, every, before every game, I knew possibly I was going to fight. Okay. And so, you know, you get yourself worked up, and and if someone's willing to do it, you're. I was willing to do it. You know, like, yeah, there was times that. I probably wouldn't, I wasn't into it, but shit, once you get that first punch on your head, you know, like, <laughs> hell, it, it changes you. It, it, you flip a switch and you're ready to go. Sometimes I, you know, I like getting hit first. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it, there was something about being hit that triggered okay. you. I, yeah, I go into a fight, like, smiling, laughing, joking. But, yeah. you know, once you get that first punch on your head, I was like, man, we're ready. Let's go, you know? No, for sure. So. And like, like, I, I got in a few scraps back in my day, but I, I don't know. I was never a guy that really, like, getting punched in the face. Like, I was the kind of guy that if I got in a fight, it was just, uh, like, an emotional thing. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and, and there's times you want, you're out there wanting to kill somebody. Yeah. You know? But there, there's times that you just had to do what you had to do. Yeah, I respect that a lot. Now, one guy I want to ask you about is uh, Marty Melnichuk. Did you play with that beast? Yeah, we played two years together. We were actually on a line together, you know. No he way. was he was a defenseman too, and that played forward. Coach would put we we played fourth line together. Coach would you know rotate, rotate centers between us, and we just go up and down the wing, hammering, dump and chase, you know, old school kind of hockey. And you know, we, we protected each other. You know, there was times that you know that I, I remember this one time, Brandon Quir- Christian. He's a big old son of a bitch. Yeah. He he, he just he dummied me. And Marty came to the rescue, <laughs> you know. We looked out for each other. I'm sure there's times that he wished I would have stayed out some some of the fights, you know, so he'd get in them. But, you know, it, it was like a little, you know, give or take, you know, timing. And, you know, it's tough having two fighters on one line. <laughs> I'll tell you that, you know, because there's no telling how many fights he could have had because if I didn't fight or vice versa. So, so, but, but, yeah, he, he was a beaut, you know, like – Big, big kid, you know. I, I, I don't know. I think he was like 6'4", 240, okay. just a beast. I've seen a lot of his scraps online, so I know that he, he was pretty crazy too, so he knew how to flip the switch. Yeah. And uh, staying on that same line of uh, questions, like who would you say is the toughest guy that you ever played with or against? Uh, played with? It had to be Mar- Melanchuk. It has to be Melanchuk. And played against, that's tough because there were so many tough guys, you know. Back in those yeah. days, I, I think you know my earlier years in junior, probably the toughest guy, it, Matt Johnson. You know, just big physical guy. He was tough. He was playing for the Peterborough Peets. He was just a presence out there. He grabbed a hold of me one time, and next thing you know, I'm on my back, and he's just feeding me the punches. <laughs> yeah, it's happened to the best of us. Eh? You uh, win some, you lose some. For sure. And uh, how did you end up living in Texas, there, you lucky bugger? Yeah, um, just my, my final couple of years here playing in Amarillo, ended up sticking around here. Oh, right on. That's awesome. And uh, what are you up to these days? I work in the oil field. I, obviously, I, I play hockey still. I started playing hockey like three years ago. 
after okay. not playing for like 13 years and I missed it, which I would never got out of it. But, you know, there's not a lot of hockey here in Texas. But th- recently this, this year, uh, I was asked to play in a, a senior, like, semi-pro team in uh, Fort Worth, the Fort Worth Barracudas in that Mountain West Hockey League. So it kind of sparked my career up again. <laughs> nice. So you, so you got to get back in shape and everything else. Oh, yeah, I'm fat. You know, <laughs> you know, I was I was two fifty. You know, when I started playing this season, I'm I'm down to two thirty now, so I'm I'm oh, I'm getting there. Good for you. And um, yeah. what's your fondest memory of playing professional hockey? Fondest memory, you know, just being able to do it, you know, and a lot of a lot of you know a lot of people took it for granted. Yeah, I probably did too, but uh, it, it was something that now I look back on as like, man, you know, I had a had a good opportunity to do something that you know most guys I grew up with didn't get to a chance to do it and I'm thankful for that you know and I always talk about my two buddies back home in Windsor you know um, we played minor hockey together we played junior together we played pro together and that, that that's a big thing you know you getting to you know play three levels of hockey with you know a couple of your best friends no that's amazing you know, you know Ryan Pollock and Tim Finley so that, that that was pretty fun for me you know getting to you know enjoy you know playing hockey with my buddies yeah live the dream with your best friends that's, that's pretty yeah. neat I, I didn't know that um yes and, and back then like i i seen some of your pictures uh you had the flow going uh so yeah. uh you, you do pretty good with the ladies or what yeah it always worked you know <laughs> and, yeah. and and the thing is you know back in those days you you know you get your help knocked off and you could play a whole shift without your helmet you know yeah, and well, I'd purposely get my helmet knocked off damn near, you know, a handful of times a game just so I could play with, without a helmet. If if it was up to me, I would have not have worn a helmet. That just I love playing without a helmet. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, was there a lot of partying uh, going on, like uh, you know, like after the games and whatnot? Oh yeah, and you know, yeah, and that's 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 the kind of thing. You know, you're playing in the minors, and man, you just can't wait to get you know. End of the 60, 60 minutes, so you could go out and party. <laughs> just what it is, you know. Long bus trips, I'm sure sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, there, there, there's long bus trips. When I played in Amarillo, like we would drive from Amarillo to Indianapolis, then the next night we'd travel all night to Corpus Christi. You know, that's that's a far drive, and we're barely showing up in time to play in Corpus Christi the next night. You know, there was a lot of traveling, and you're playing three games in three nights. You know, they didn't give a shit, you know, how you're going to perform that third night. Like, you just showed up and did your best, and everybody's tired and ready to go home. But For sure. it is what it is, and playing in the minors, you're playing those three games in three nights, and it sucked. That's one thing I hated about that is, like, the three games in three nights. Yeah. Traveling to two, three different cities in three nights. So when you hear the uh, NHL uh, players complain that they're tired, it's uh its true. You know, I, I don't blame them. You know, and they're—you know—they're making those millions, and they—they sh- they don't need to be playing three nights and three—you know—no three sure. games, three nights. And that's how people get hurt. That's how people, you know, get hurt and not have a career after that. So they need to protect themselves, I believe. For sure. Uh, so, so I know a lot of kids uh, start playing hockey and dream of the NHL. Like I was never a kid like that, just simply for the fact that I knew my, I knew my own skill set. But uh, how about yeah. yourself? Like, what what kind of player were you? Uh, did, did you kind of have that dream growing up? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, my 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 big dream was to play in OHL. And okay. I was like, man, if I if I don't play in the OHL, I'll be devastated. And I got yep. the opportunity to do it, and I made it. And 
you know, I was, you know, it was the greatest thing I ever did. All gravy. Yeah. Pretty much. All all gravy. Yeah. And, you know, I I had, you know, had some scouts looking at me in the NHL and just, it never happened. I wasn't, you know, I I was small for what I did. It is what it is. I didn't get drafted. So, but I made the best of things and, you know, I got to play some minor pro and enjoyed every minute of it. For sure. And uh, do you recall the first time that you were ever in a hockey fight? I believe, to be honest, was when I was playing junior C. Okay. I fought during practice one of my players. That was my first, I think, jun- you know, fight, <laughs> like actual fist fight. Trying out or, or just No, it was practice. during practice, yeah. Okay. And I, I believe, you know, I was about 16, I think, and that was my first fight. And uh, what were you doing playing in junior C? I, just that back in those days, instead of playing midget, yeah. a lot of guys went and played junior C. And, you know, I was a 16-year-old playing against 21-year-old. Back in those days, it was just get noticed. You know what I mean? I, w- I was going in my – that was my draft year, and I was like, hell, I think I'd have a better shot playing, you know, junior C than playing midget. Different game back then, and, you know, you get like 15, 16-year-olds playing junior C, and that's how you got noticed by OHL scouts. If, if this guy could play with men, you know, why can't yeah. he play in OHL? You remember how you did in that tilt? Uh, I I know I was pretty emotional afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I, I was upset, more crying. You know, oh, okay. I was like, I can't believe that this happened. You know, I fought my own teammate, but you know, one on ones in corners, fucking bumping, grinding, and I played hard. And I think I, I was, and it, it was funny because his last name was Saint Louis too. <laughs> oh okay, never t- fun to fight your own teammate, I guess. Um, right, but it yeah. happens. I've done it, done yeah. it in pros. Now, uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Eric Lindros. I know uh, he's not much older than me, but yeah, I, I always looked up to him the way his style. He was a big man, <laughs> you know, and could score, fight, everything. He was an all-around package. It's just sad that his career didn't, you know, last as, you know, for the injuries and concussions. Sure, sure. You know, for when he was at the top of the game, he, no one was better than him. Well, I, I wish that I, I could remember him playing a little bit more because uh, that's what I hear a lot from my friends. Like, uh, yeah, just that like with the Legion of Doom and everything else. Like, I, I do yeah. remember remember watching him, but I don't remember how much dominance he had over over the other right. players. And uh, who's your favorite team now? Uh, I'm a, a Stars fan. Okay, it, it's hard not to be. You know, I, I don't get to see. You know, I was a Detroit Red Wings fan for years. Yeah, and you know, obviously they're not doing well in the last few years and and being in texas all i see is dallas stars you know on on tv and whatnot and i just started going to stars games and just became a fan you know jimmy yeah. ben sagan i love those guys yeah i'm I'm a little jealous to be honest with you because i'm a house fan and you guys took radulov from us so uh... <laughs> yeah and he's you know he turned out to be an awesome player for them so yeah. it was suspect at first because you know his you know he went to the, what the khl there for a bit yeah. and came back and I'm just glad he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, he he was like the heart and soul of our team, and then uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're we're still crying about that one, but uh, <laughs> I think the Habs 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 will always cry. <laughs> yeah, Habs fan. Oh, oh, that's My crazy. dad was a big Habs fan. He grew up trying to make me be a Habs fan. It just never happened. No, but I uh, know, and uh, the other guy that I yeah, I definitely uh, like Jamie Ben a lot too. He's like uh, he's the definition of a hockey player. Yeah, heart and soul. You know. Do what he has to do for the team. Fight, score for sure when he can. Um, now, uh, do you have any kids? I have four kids actually. Okay. <laughs> I got uh, my oldest is a girl, and then I got three boys. And uh, are, are they into sports? Yeah, more uh, football. 
Cool. Football, basketball kind of guys. I, we live an hour away from our hockey arena, so it's just tough to get them involved in hockey, and, and it's expensive nowadays. <laughs> no, definitely. Now, uh, what's the funniest prank that you witnessed during your uh, your pro days? Well, I remember when I was playing in the Arkansas, you know, guys would be like, we'd be partying after a game and whatnot, and in every, you know, level of the, the apartments, there was always a fire extinguisher. And my dumb ass get drunk, he'd bang it on the door, and once that door opened, I'd fucking hammer that fire extinguisher, whoever opened it. <laughs> I don't know if that's much of a prank. It's like, surprise. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Something yeah. we'll always remember. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you were kind of talking about Johnson a while ago, but a uh, harder question for you. Do you remember one yeah. time where uh, you kind of got destroyed in a tilt? And uh, if so, uh, is there anything that you, you learned from it? Yeah, actually, another time in junior fighting Eric Bolton. Oh, shit. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, like that man. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. I, I, I was a rookie, and okay. I think he was a second-year guy. But anyways, yeah. we, we're fighting. Next you know, he, he was like a Rob Ray. He, he, his jersey would come off. His shoulder pads would come off. And he'd just be feeding me the punches. And you have nothing to grab onto. What do you do, you know? And, you know, he got better than me pretty good. And uh, <laughs> we get in the box, and he looks at me. He goes, either you got fucking big balls or you're just fucking stupid. And I, I told him, I was like, man, I, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> and he started laughing. But what do you do when someone gears down like that? There's nothing to grab when he's feeding you, you know? That, yeah, that's that, probably my worst beating I've ever taken. <laughs> you know, I took it and tried but you know sometimes you win them and sometimes you lose them yeah well he he beat some of the best guys in the nhl so i don't think that's anything yeah. to be ashamed of no uh, I mean, you know I, I i have nothing to be ashamed of you know yeah for sure i, I enjoy I, a good beating every now and then yeah <laughs> no i remember well one thing that I, I that i know for sure is like uh i remember grabbing onto a guy's jersey one time and uh you know he uh I was just shaking him. I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you doing? And then uh, that next thing you know, I just ate her right right to the face and, and right. I fell down. And uh, it just kind of taught me, you know, like never underestimate anybody. Like even though you think yeah. you're tough, you know, <laughs> like yeah, and, I, I, anybody can get a lucky shot in. So. Yeah, and that, that's how it was, you know. I always had better luck against bigger guys than smaller guys for yeah. some reason. Well, probably because you didn't underestimate them too. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and – and like like you say, like yeah, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some, but you know, there's times like it's not it's not a bad thing to tie somebody up. You know, if you're getting your, you know, he get one or two punches on you and it it stings. There's nothing, you know, nothing wrong with like grabbing his arms and just hugging him. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, you know. Now, uh, man, I really appreciate you giving up your time on a Sunday. Uh, hopefully, the wife isn't too mad at you, but uh, it's time to get down to business. So uh, this is the yes. interrogation. I'm ready. <laughs> State your name. Todd St. Louis. Date of birth. May 1st, 76. You sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm an old fart. <laughs> okay. Craft uh, dinner or Mr. Noodles? Oh, I'm a craft dinner guy with ketchup. Oh, with ketchup. Oh, you're one of those weirdos, eh? Yeah. I'm okay. Canadian. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to ask you what you put on it, but you already answered. So, uh, hot, <laughs> hot dog or hamburger? I'm a hamburger guy. Okay. What do you put on that? Uh, ketchup. <laughs> Just getting weirder by the minute. So, uh, yes. Uh, uh, hypothetical question: uh, You can only pick one girl to date, and uh, you're single. So, uh, Katy Perry, uh, Celine Dion, or Beyonce? You know, I had a, I had a poster of uh, Alyssa Milano back in my days, <laughs> wearing a New Jersey Devils. So it, it's got to be her. Alyssa Milano, but she wasn't one of the picks. Oh fuck! Then 
Repeat. I thought you meant right. <laughs> You're all over the place. Kate, okay. Kate, yeah, I'm fucking thinking something different. Okay. Uh, Say that again. Repeat. You, you just got excited there for a sec, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry, Celine Dion, or, or Beyonce? Shit. Well, obviously it's Katy Perry. Yeah, okay. Well, I can't blame you for that. Celine Dion looks like a fucking skeleton. <laughs> yeah, she, she's cute, though. She's all right. Uh, and Did you like that? Yeah. You've just been falsely accused of murder. Uh, the death penalty was the ruling. What's your final meal? Oh, probably a big, fat ribeye with a lobster tail. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, now, are you a dog or a cat person? I'm a goat person. Goat person? Do you have any goats? I, I, I do. I have two goats. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a first on the podcast. It's always been a dog. So, right on. Uh, so uh, this concludes the interrogation. So we'll send you the results within the next couple of months and tell you if you're normal or a complete fucking weirdo. But, uh, um, man, I got I to gotta thank you again for joining us. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. No, you too, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks. All right. Take care, buddy. So that was a great interview with Todd St. Louis, and uh, I'm glad he uh, had fun with the interrogation. Uh, not much love for Céline Zion, but uh, we'll give him a pass on that one. Uh, we still love you, Céline. You're a national treasure. Besides that, uh, during the interview, I thought that was pretty cool how he mentioned that uh, he was able to uh, go through his career playing hockey with uh, with his uh, two buddies, so uh, pretty good stuff that are... Um, I'm going to finish on some sad news. Uh, the com- hockey community where I live is uh, very small, and uh, we uh, lost a brother um, a brother in the hockey community last Monday. And uh, I'm sure he's uh, on the big rink flying up and down the wing. Just one of the most happy men that I had a pleasure to share the ice with. Uh, an infectious laugh. Um, this... Uh, goes out to you buddy and uh, to all the family in this difficult time you came into the world the day that all the kings died I felt the heat in your heart
And I seen you bruise And I seen you rage And I've seen you bruise But that don't break my heart Like when you look me in the eye And you ask me questions Like where we going when we die Cause you were born on fire